Right now at Safeway, shop the big BOGO sale and get all your favorite cleaning essentials. Buy one, get one 50% off. Head into Safeway and shop for select items like Febreze air fresheners, Airwick scented oil refills, Glade three-wick candles, Mr. Clean antibacterial cleaner, Method all-purpose cleaner, or soft scrub cleanser. And get them buy one, get one 50% off. Offer expires November 28th. Restrictions apply. Visit Safeway.com or head into your local store for full offer details. Military parents never miss a beat, and neither does the Johns Hopkins U.S. Family Health Plan. Built for every warrior in your family, with more than 40 years of service to military families, TRICARE Prime Benefits plus exclusive extras. Learn more at warriorsathome.com. Come on in, everybody. Let's go. It is Monday night, which means it's time to command your day and command your week with the power of prayer. Come on in wherever you're at. Let me see you. Let me see you. Let me see you. Talk to me as you come in. About two minutes delay, they changed the system on me, so I had to do something a little different, but all is well. Come on in, everybody. I am fresh out of the gym. Do you hear me? Gym sweat still on my shirt. Listen, come on in, everybody, everywhere. Let's go, let's go. Aurora, good to see you. Come on in, speak to me as you come in. Let me know where you are watching from. Everybody, Kenya, good to see you, welcome. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Come on in, everybody. It's Monday night. Every Monday night, we gather together for one hour to pray. New York, good to see you. Omaha, Nebraska, good to see you. East Aurora, good to see you. Come on, wherever you're at. STL, St. Louis, Royce City, Texas, good to see you. St. Louis, East Aurora, let's go, let's go, let's go. Speak to me. Decatur, Georgia, that's Atlanta. Tamarack, Florida, welcome. Good to see you. Shout out. Y'all are already sewing on the badges. Fresh out of rehearsal. Come on, fresh out of rehearsal. Let's go, let's go. Memphis, welcome. Inglewood, Conyers, Atlanta, Aurora, Denver, good to see you. Denver, New Jersey, Colorado Springs, welcome. Rock Hill, good to see you. Where, what state is that in? Good to see you. California, welcome. Tulsa, Oklahoma, I was sitting next to a, uh, a gentleman today that um, does, has a major business in Tulsa. He was sitting right next to me uh, at the deal we were doing today for the vice president. Come on, France, welcome. Glad to see you. Dallas, Texas, welcome, welcome, welcome. Colorado Springs, Denver, Jersey, Green Valley Ranch, good to see you. Come on in, everybody. Roll call. Shabuya. Roll call. <laughs> Let's go. Philly, good to see you. Commerce City, downtown Denver. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Good to see you all. Listen, as you're coming in, one of the reasons I asked you to let me know where you're watching from is because I literally want to know where are you watching from. I love to see, especially when we're live, all of the different places that people are gathered from. That's number one. My friend, what's going on, Pastor Flowers? God bless you. What's going on? What up, Doc? Rock Hill, South Carolina, Brooklyn. Good to see you. Uh, I've been feeling away all day. Hope you can help. Jesus can help. Uh, Jesus has got the answer. I'm going to point you to him, though. I'm going to get you to him. Listen, guys, as we gather together every single Monday night, we pray for one hour. We call it Command Your Day, Command Your Week, as you see on the screen behind me, because it's the principle and pattern of prayer. Prayer is a privilege. It's not a right prayer. It's something we get to do, not something that we have to do. Prayer literally gives us the ability to go above ahead of everybody else and go to God. Prayer is the way that we adjudicate in the spirit. What does this mean? It is the way that we get our legal cases in the spirit. Everything with God is set up like a legal system. That's why he's referred to as our judge. That's why he's referred to as our counselor. That's why when you enter his gates with thanksgiving, his courts, his courts, courts has dual meaning there. That was the domain of the, of the king's throne, but it also intimates and, 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 uh, and communicates that it is a legal setting. This is why the book of Isaiah says, 
state your case before me. Remind me of my word. So whenever we pray, you gotta hear me. You gotta hear me. You are getting things done. The Bible says the effective fervent prayers of the righteous get things done. I want you to speak this word tonight because I need you to associate everything in your life with this word. Type the word results in the comments. Every platform, Instagram, YouTube, on LinkedIn, on Twitter, every platform, on our app, on our website, I need you to type that word on the screen, results. Because I need you to associate that word with your name. When we pray, we get results. We are not just going through religious form and fashion. This is why many people don't pray. Because number one, they haven't been taught to pray. Number two, they haven't been taught the power of prayer. And number three, uh, the way that they pray didn't get them results. And when we pray, we see results. This means we have tangible action of something that has happened as a result of our prayer. All right, so I need you to share. When you share, people get saved. We are already at, I think, as of yesterday, there are almost 370, I believe, uh, decisions of people that have recorded that are giving their lives to the Lord so far this year. Can you clap your hands and celebrate God for that in the comments? God is awesome. God is amazing. And we're super excited about that. All right, let's pray. Father, in Jesus' name, we bless you. We honor you, sir. We thank you that this is the day that you have made and we shall rejoice and be made glad in it. Father, we bless you for the privilege that we have to pray tonight. We don't take it for granted. We don't take it for granted. We don't take it for granted. We do not take it for granted. Instead, God, we are those that say thank you. We are those that say thank you for the privilege to be able to pray. Father, we thank you that as we pray, you would guide and direct what we pray. In Isaiah 43, 26, Isaiah 41, 21, you tell us to present our case to you. Therefore, when we pray, we not only put up our request or our petition, but we also attach it to your scripture, attach it to your word. If this was the American legal system, we would attach it to the statute or the law that governs that particular area. So when we pray tonight, God, we don't take it lightly. We don't take it for granted. We thank you for this privilege that we have. And tonight, God, we pray that not only would you guide and direct what we say, but before we ask you for anything, we ask that you forgive us for all of our sin, that committed knowingly and unknowingly. Forgive us, God, for the things that we did wrong that we did not know were wrong. Forgive us, God, for the things that we did wrong that we knew were wrong, but we did it anyhow. Forgive us for the arrogance. Forgive us for the arrogance and the intestinal fortitude to think that we can act any kind of way and, and it be acceptable to you. Father, we thank you that you are forgiving God. First John chapter one says that if we confess our sins, that you are faithful and you are just to forgive us. Father, we thank you that when we pray tonight, we're not sinners saved by grace, no. When we pray tonight, we're not mistakes, we're not failures, we're not what we did, we are who you said we are. We are the righteousness of God. So when we pray tonight, we will pray with boldness, according to Proverbs 28 and 1. When we pray tonight, we will pray with authority, according to Revelation 5 and 10. You have made us to be kings and priests. This means we are spiritual and we are successful. We are not those that have to pick either or. We are those that recognize it's both and. You made Jesus a high priest after the order of Melchizedek, the first king priest. And one man, there were two realms. We declared up that we walk in two realms tonight. In the name of Jesus, king and priest. Can I get you to type that about yourself and speak that out of your mouth? I'm a king and I'm a priest. And Father, we thank you that even as kings and priests, you forgive us for our sin. Forgive us, God, for what we've made mistakes. That is sin. That means to miss the mark. Forgive us for our iniquity tonight, God. That's where we practice generational sin. Things that we were supposed to interrupt, instead we perpetuated. Forgive us for that tonight, God. And we thank you that you are faithful and you are just to forgive us. Forgive us, God, for walking in the curse that we were supposed to break. And when we speak this over our lives, that we are the curse breakers. 
And generational curse is a destructive pattern of behavior that is passed down and around. And we declare, God, it ends with us. We declare, God, every dysfunction in our bloodline ends with us. We declare that every bad habit in our bloodline ends with us. We declare that bad mentalities in our bloodline end with us. We declare that stinking thinking in our bloodline ends with us. We declare that lack in our bloodline ends with us. Come on, I need you to put that on the screen. Whatever's been in your bloodline, I need you to put that it ends with me. Whatever's been in your family, I need you to put that it ends with me. Whatever it is, put it on the put it in the comments. It ends with you. Debt, it ends with you. A poverty mentality ends with you. Poverty is not the lack of resources, poverty is the lack of ideas. Poverty is not the lack of resources. Poverty is the lack of ideas because you can have money and still have a poverty mentality because you think that's as high as you can go. It ends with you. Come on here. Cancer ends with you. Diabetes ends with you. Premature death ends with you. Come on. Alcoholism ends with you. I need you to put whatever it is. Dysfunction. It ends with you. Poverty ends with you. Dysfunction ends with you. Come on. Whatever it is. I need you to put it in the comment. Debts and unsuccessful marriages end with you. Addiction ends with you. Come on, you curse breakers. I need you to put that in the screen. Debt, Susan says. Come on, Atlanta. Ends with you. Uh, uh, adultery ends with you. Bad and, and unhealthy relationships ends with you. We declare, God, that we are the curse breakers. We're the Josephs in our bloodlines. We are the Davids in our bloodlines. We are the Moses in our bloodlines. You wrote that book for us. You wrote that book for us. You wrote that book for us so we could see ourselves in your word. Thank you for giving us an example of what it is to be. Even like a Rahab, where she was in something for a while, God, but then you changed that thing and you turned that thing for her and you put her in the genealogy of Jesus. We declare that whatever we were, that does not define where we are going. We will not judge our future by our past. Forgive us for the iniquity that we have practiced. And we declare... That it ends with us in the name of Jesus. And finally, Father, we ask that you forgive us for our transgression. Transgression is where we willfully deviate from what we know to be right. Transgression is wanton disobedience. Transgression is wanton rebellion. What does that mean? It just means you did it and can't give a dog dog about it. I pray, God, that you would not let us have stony, cold hearts like that toward you or toward people. Don't let our love grow cold to where we could do people wrong and not be convicted and not feel bad. But I pray tonight in the name of Jesus that we will be those, Father, that uh, we literally have a heart of flesh, as the scripture says. Father, I pray that your Holy Ghost would convict us. I pray that your Holy Ghost would convict us every time. We're practicing any form of transgression. Every time we say, well, I'm just going to do it because I'll never do nothing. We shut that down. Every time we declare that we're going to just act out of character, act In Jesus' name, I just saw my camera drop. Come on, y'all, let's keep it moving. I saw the camera drop. Keep it moving. I don't know why it dropped. It just went black on me, but we're going to keep it moving for those of you watching me on the screen. We declare in Jesus' name that we are forgiven for our transgression right now in the name of Jesus. And I pray, God, that we would not walk in arrogance. To be arrogant is to transgress. I pray that we would not be prideful. When we're prideful, we transgress. I pray that we would not be those that walk around haughty or full of hubris because that is what causes people to transgress. And we thank you for it now in Jesus' name. I need you to just release a phrase. Here's why that you are forgiven. Every forgiven person tonight, I need you to release a phrase in the comments. What do you mean, Bishop? Release a phrase. Put a hand clap emoji, put a hallelujah in there, put a praise up hands emoji, put something 
in those comments that releases a phrase that you are forgiven. You are forgiven. You're not perfect, but you're forgiven. You, you make mistakes, but you are forgiven. You may have some days where you look back and say, I could have did that better, and you are forgiven. Every forgiven person released a phrase. And I pray, mm, come on, that there be no condemnation. I pray right now, Father, you are God that convicts us. You are not those. You are not the God that condemns us, according to Romans 8 and 1. Condemnation pushes us down and says how bad we are, but conviction says you can come up higher. I pray, God, that we would always be called to the highest version of ourselves. In fact, that is what the word repent means. Re, again, pent, top up, like a penthouse. Take us back to the best version of ourselves. I pray, God, that we would not walk in condemnation. I pray, God, that we would not walk in guilt. I pray that we would not walk in shame. These are tools of the enemies to keep us in a place called condemnation. And whenever you condemn a building, you're saying that building is not inhabitable. Well, we are the temple of the living God. If you choose to make your dwelling in us, we declare that we are not condemned. I pray, God, that you would convict us every single time because your word says that any father that loves his children, that he corrects them. Con uh, 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 con condemnation is not what you do. You bring conviction. And that conviction, it simply means, God, that you are the God that calls us up higher. You are the God that calls us up better. You are the God that says that there is greater that we could do. Any father that loves his child, you said you would correct them. That is the same as conviction. I pray, God, that we see your love because we see your correction. Anytime you need to check us, check us, Lord. Come on, can I get the mature people in prayer tonight to drop that in the comments? Check us, God. Whenever we need to go back and fix something, we say it. Check us, God. Whenever we need to get our hearts together, check us, God. Whenever we need to shut our mouths, check us, God. Y'all not talking to me in these comments. Whenever we need to forgive someone, check us, God. Whenever we need to go ask someone for forgiveness, check us, God. You are the God that brings conviction. You are the God that brings correction. And you said this is proof of your love. If you are silent, if you are silent, that means you have withdrawn yourself. If you let us do wrong and do not check us and do not convict us, that means that you have withdrawn yourself. And we do not want you to withdraw yourself. The psalmist said, do not take your spirit away from us. And that's our plea tonight, God. That's our prayer tonight, God, that whatever we go through, don't take your presence from us. Whatever we go through, don't be silent with us, God. Do not turn your back on us, God. Do not leave us polluted in our blood, in our mess, in our stress, in our stuff. But we say, check us, God. We are not those that are uncheckable. Hmm. Come on, y'all. We are not those that are uncheckable. We are not those where you cannot bring correction. And sometimes, God, you're going to do it. And then sometimes you're going to use the people that you've set above us to do it. Uh oh, Father, do not let arrogance get in the way of cor correction coming from those that you have set above us. Everybody that's in authority must be under authority. And this is according to your word in Romans 13. So I pray, God, that we would not only receive that correction from your word, which means from you, but God, we would receive that correction from whomever you have set above us. It's quiet now in these comments because everybody wants to talk about the Lord can take me, the Lord can take me, the Lord can take me. But he's put those in leadership over you that the correction is going to come through them. Father, don't let us think that we are too high and mighty to be subject to Romans 13. 
Check us, Lord. Check us, Lord. Where y'all letting these comments? Check us, Lord. Because if you check us, if watch me, if you check us, then there won't be a wreck. If you check, there won't be a wreck. If you check, then that means we're going to get more checks. Talk to me, y'all. If you check us, that means that we will not be in a ditch. If you check us, that means we will not find ourselves in crazy situations. If you correct us, that means we will not fall and fail for the same things that the generations before us did. I pray, God, that we are those that are open to correction, open to redirection, open to redirection. Sometimes that correction will be a slight modification of how we do what we do. Don't let us be so arrogant, God, to be locked into the way that we do it. Pray with me tonight, y'all. Don't let us be so locked into the way that we do something, Father, that we're not uh, open to a slight redirection, to where we're not open to a slight modification. And when a car needs an alignment, sometimes it's only a millimeter or a small adjustment that needs to be made. Father, I pray that it wouldn't just be the big things that we are open to, but even the small things. Don't say it like that. Say it like this. Put sir behind this. Put this on that. Say it like this. Look like this. Don't cross your legs like that. Don't say like that. Don't move your head like that. Don't move your neck like that. Father, even for the small redirections, we tell you that we are open. We tell you that we are open. Y'all pray with me tonight. We tell you that we are open. We tell you that we are open. Don't let us waste time because we resist correction. Don't let us waste time because we resist redirection. Father, we do not want to be, like you said in the scripture, those that were stiffed necked your word over and over again. You talked about in Exodus 32 and 9 and many other places. You talked about those that were stiff-necked, God. I pray that we would not be the stiff-necked people. I pray that we would not be stiff-necked people in Jesus' name. I pray that we would be those uh, that are literally those that are open to correction and redirection. And for that, we say thank you. Come on. I need you to type that in the comments. I will not be stiff-necked. I will not be stiff-necked. I know it's long, but I need you to follow my instructions. I will not be stiff neck. What does stiff neck mean? Literally, look at the imagery. Stiff, difficult to move, neck, which means you will not make redirections quick enough. You will not make changes quick enough. You take too long, which is why some of you have wasted years. But I declare that God would restore every year you wasted. I declare that God would restore every moment you wasted. I declare that God would restore every opportunity that you wasted. 2023 is your year of jubilee, which means celebration and restoration and emancipation. I pray that you would experience all three of those attributes. We will not be stiff-necked. We will not be stiff-necked. We will not be stiff-necked. We will not be stiff-necked in Jesus' name. Come on, drop an amen right there. I know that's a lot. Um, listen, y'all, we're going to be going for 19 minutes, but I need you to do me a favor. Like this video, tell me where you're watching from, and share. For those of you looking at me on YouTube and Facebook and this camera, you see a little bit of a shadow on this because we added a light in here, and I, now I don't like that light there, so it won't be there next time. All right, listen to me, guys. Um, in, in the scripture, uh, uh, there's several things we're going to cover in prayer tonight. Um, but in Joel, in the book of Joel, the Bible talks about how God would restore years, talks about how he would restore years. Um, literally talks about how he would restore years. Um, and he says something very interesting. He says, and I will restore to you the years. And he begins to list out these different uh, animals. Um, and I want to read you this scripture. This is from Joel. Um, and I want to read it to you in New Living Translation. He says, I'm going to restore to you all of the years. And listen to this very carefully. 
he says, uh, to the swarming locust, the hopping locust, the stripping locust, the cutting locust, um, it was I who sent this great destroying army against you, <laughs> against you. You know, you got to say real deep in spirit, so against you. A locust, look at me. Hey, Melbourne, a locust in scripture is a Hebrew idiom. You ready? For unnecessary mistakes, unnecessary mistakes. Over and over again, you see locust is one of the plagues that came with the Egyptians. Locusts were seen as mistakes. They were things that God's people did to waste time. So pay attention. God says, I'm going to restore to you everything that was lost from, look at the different locusts, the swarming locusts. This means they all happen at one time. The hopping locusts, you think of the grasshopper, which is a derivative of a locust. The stripping locusts, which means this is the thing that when you look over it, swarming means it takes, it, it overtakes you. Hopping means it's in and out of your life. Inconsistency. Inconsistency. So there's certain things that overtook you. Watch me. And it was a result of your actions. God says, I'm going to restore that. There were certain things that hopped in, hopped out. Inconsistency. God says, I'm going to restore that. Then the stripping locusts. These are locusts that when they came, they left with things. When they came, they left with things. They stripped you down. They stripped your money, stripped your credit, stripped your energy, stripped your self-esteem. Then uh, the final locust there is the, uh, the, hop, uh, the cutting locust. This is a locust that when it entered, it would leave pain behind. How many of you, you've seen one of those four things happen in your life? Wave at me. How many of you have seen one of those four things in your life? The, uh, the, the swarming locusts. You got overwhelmed. And when you got overwhelmed, you made bad decisions. Come on, talk, y'all. How many of you, you've seen the hopping locusts? Something in, something out. Your inconsistency created bad decisions because you wouldn't stick to what you decided. You decided it, then you were in and out and in and out and in and out and in and out. Then the third type of locust. Uh, these stripping locusts, this locust stripped down certain areas of your life, stripped your confidence, stripped your energy, stripped your peace of mind, stripped your money, stripped your credit, right? All right? And then the hopping locust, um, this is, or excuse me, no, the last one, uh, the cutting locust. This is a locust that when it came in, it introduced pain and then it left. You got to hear me. What is God's promise in Joel chapter two? Some of y'all said all of them. Look at me. Everybody look at me. Everybody look at me. Everybody look at me. Everybody look at me. Here's what God says in Joel chapter 2. And I will restore to you the years. I will restore to you the years. I will restore to you everything that was lost. Y'all better talk to me. I will restore to you everything that was lost as a result, here it is, of your decisions. Father, in Jesus' name, in 2023, we declare that this will be the year where we see the restoration, literally emancipation, celebration, restoration. A jubilee year, 2023, is a jubilee year. Emancipation, celebration, restoration. Emancipation, celebration, restoration, restoration. I will restore to you the years that these four locusts have stolen. Everything that overwhelmed us and we made bad decisions. Everything that, uh, as a result of inconsistency, when we made bad decisions, everything as a result of something that introduced pain and we made bad decisions, everything that stripped certain areas of our lives. We declare, God, that since you said you would restore the years and restore the time and restore the things that was lost, we declare, Father, that that restoration is now. Come on, y'all. I need you to type that in the comments. Restoration is now. 
It's not on the way. It is not coming. You promised it, and we declare it's now. And we declare, God, that we're not going to make the same bad decisions that introduce those four sets of locusts in our lives. I pray our decisions would be intentional. I pray that our decisions would be based on your word. I pray that our decisions would be based on what you said. Don't let us get in our feelings. Don't let us get in our feelings. Don't let us get in our feelings. Don't let us get emotional. Don't let us get in fear. Don't let us get in doubt. But Father, give us the grace. Hebrews 10, 36. For we have the need of endurance that after we have done the will of the Lord, we will receive what is promised. That restoration is now. That restoration is now. That restoration is now. I want to ask you something. I want to ask you something. I want to ask you something. Do me a favor. Share tonight, whatever platform you're on, if you have not shared. I want to ask you something. I want to ask you something. Which of those four do you think has taken the most from you? If you think it's all four, just drop a four in the comments. But if it's the swarming locust, you were overwhelmed, so you made bad decisions. Put a one in the screen in the comments. Number two, if you think it is the hopping locust, inconsistency, and you made bad decisions. Put a number two. If it's the stripping locust, where you feel like something has came in your life and it just would strip down a certain area of your life, drop a three in the comments. The cutting locust, something would introduce pain, and as a result of that pain, then it would cause you to intro, uh, to make bad decisions, then you're just going to put uh, stripping. I don't have you put number four because number four is for all of them. All right? You got to hear that. You got to hear that. Somebody said one and three. I see a three. I see a four. I see a two. I see a four. Why is this important? Because look at me. If you don't identify the deficits and how you make decisions, you will not start making good decisions all of a sudden. I'm going to say it again. If you don't identify the deficits and how you have made decisions, you are not all of a sudden going to start making good decisions. I'm going to say it again. If you don't identify where you made bad decisions, it's not going to all of a sudden just turn into good decisions. So what you have to do is you have to say, what happens that makes you start making bad decisions? What happens that causes me to go down a path of making decisions that are not good? What happens? I pray, God, you reveal to us clearly which of these four it is. And if it's all four, reveal so you can heal. Reveal so you can heal. Reveal so you can heal. And we pray that 2023 will be a year of good decisions. 23, 2023 will be a year of good decisions. 2023 will be a year of good decisions. Proverbs 16 and 3. Commit your actions. Commit your works. Commit your activities. This means decisions to the Lord and you will succeed. I pray, God, that we commit every decision into your hands. We declare that there will be no bad decisions this year. There will be no bad decisions this year. Every platform, type that. No bad decisions this year. You're not going to make bad decisions in your marriage. You will not make bad decisions with your business. You will not make bad decisions with your future. You will not make bad decisions with your money. You will not make bad decisions with anything attached or associated with you. I need you to put that on the screen and then put a praise behind it. No bad decisions. Now go put a praise behind that. Hallelujah. No bad decisions. No bad decisions. No bad decisions. No bad decisions. No bad decisions this year. This year, no bad decisions. Now, we commit every decision into your hands. 
And Father, I pray that we would not sit in the seat of indecision. Because indecision often is just a form of fear. It is a it is a metamorphosis of fear, but it is a monster that fear turns itself into. Where we are afraid to make any decision because we don't want to make a bad decision. I pray, God, that we would not sit in indecision. I pray, God, that we would not sit in apathy. I pray, God, that we would not sit in avoidance. But I pray that every decision you would guide, you would direct, you would make it clear, and we would execute. You would guide, you would direct, you make it clear, and we would execute. You will guide, you will direct, you will make it clear, and we will execute. You will guide, you will direct, you will make it clear, and we will execute. And we will see the fruit of your, of your guiding, directing, and our executing. In Jesus' name. So let me give you some revelation prayer. We're halfway through. Do me a favor. If you haven't shared prayer yet, share it tonight. When you share, y'all, people get saved. It's just that simple, all right? You were Bishop Kevin Foreman, the people's bishop, pastor of Harvest Church. We go live every Monday night for one hour to pray. We're going to be switching the time here in, in weeks and in, ahead, but uh, it's not now, so just get used to Mondays. For now, we've been doing it for a while on Monday nights, and we're going to be shifting that because I have a whole new lineup of things that we're going to be doing for you in the digital and online space. All right, listen. Um, let me show you some revelation about this. So in Joel chapter two, God says, I'm going to restore to you what you lost as a result of these four types of locusts, the swarming locusts, hopping locusts, stripping locusts, cutting locusts. I just explained to you what that meant. The Bible says, it was I who sent this great destroying army amongst you. In other words, God says, I allowed this conviction and correction to come to get you together. Everybody hear me? When you won't check yourself, God has to check you. And the name for that is called judgment. Type that on the screen, judgment. Judgment is correction by force. And whenever God's people don't check themselves, he has to check you. And this is why the scripture says, judge yourself. Come on. And you will not be judged. Judge yourself. And you will not be judged. That's 1 Corinthians 11 and 31. Judge yourself and you will not be judged. All right. So God says in Joel, he said, I have to send this against y'all. This is because this is the only way I can get you to listen. It's the only way I can get you to listen. Judgment is correction by force. It is when God says, all right, you're not going to hear me. You're not going to hear your man of God. You're not going to hear correction. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to have to let some stuff happen. I'm going to have to let some stuff go down. And I'm not doing it to, to, to put you down. I'm doing it to lift you up. You didn't want to listen to the messages. So now I'm going to make your life a message. You didn't want to listen to the word. So now I, I'm going to make your situation weary you. Talk, Bishop. You didn't want to listen. You didn't want to serve. You didn't want to give. You didn't want to do what I said. Just as you want to do what I said, I let these locusts come get you. Now, let me give you revelation. The scripture says, 1 Corinthians eleven thirty one. if you judge yourself, he won't have to. He won't have to. So here's what we're going to pray now. This is an advanced type of prayer. It is not, what did we pray just a moment ago? Lord, check us. Lord, show us when there's correction. Here's an advanced prayer. Lord, help me check me first. The people who tell on themselves normally don't get in trouble. And if they do, it's less than, it's less than what it would have been. Parents wave at me. Is if, if your children will tell on themselves that typically they will not receive the same punishment if you punish them at all. Wave at me. Every parent, every uncle, every auntie, every big cousin, wave at me. If you check yourself, hear me, you will normally not get the same type of punishment 
if you get punished at all. So what we're going to do, this is an advanced prayer. Because for some of y'all, watch me, you too, watch me, you're too, you've been in this too long to keep having to get checked by somebody else. You've been saved too long to keep having to get checked over the same thing. The worst thing as a leader is to have to check people. And I'm like, now you know better. Now, why are we even having this conversation? It makes that kind of person, you don't even want to deal with that type of person. You better hear me. You don't even want to deal with that type of person. As a leader, you, you're like, oh, God, like, why am I even having this conversation with you? I don't even want to deal with you. Why am I talking about this? We're going to pray, 1 Corinthians 11 and 31, that we would check ourselves. We would correct ourselves so that he would not have to. Father, let us check ourselves. Father, I pray that the Holy Ghost would be so alive and alert in us that anytime we need to be corrected, convicted, and checked, God, show us. Let us correct ourselves first. Let us correct ourselves first. Let us say, I already know I should not have done that that way. So here's my apology. I Please forgive me. I already know I was wrong. I pray, God, that we, this is an advanced prayer. Only mature people can pray this prayer. Because only mature people say, I don't need no locusts. I, I can learn the lesson. Father, I don't need locusts. I can learn the lesson. I don't need you to send locusts, God. I don't need you to send swarming locusts and hopping locusts and stripping locusts and, and, and devouring. I don't need the locusts. I will check myself. Father, let us check ourselves first so we do not have to be checked or corrected. It doesn't mean we're above it. But God, let your Holy Ghost be so real in us that when we say something we ought not to say, we say, well, I shouldn't say that. When we email what we should not have emailed, I shouldn't have emailed that. When we when we speak what we should not have spoken, I shouldn't have said that. When we do what we should not have done, we come back around and we fix it. God, let us check ourselves first. Because if we check ourselves, you won't have to. If we know where we screwed up, you won't have to send locusts. Father, this is a mature prayer tonight. This is a mature prayer tonight. Come on, can you type this on the screen? I'm maturing. I'm mature. This is a mature prayer tonight. This is a mature prayer tonight. Because maturity says, God, I, if I, let me check me so you don't have to check me. Let me realize when my attitude's been off. Let us realize when our attitude's been off. Let us realize when our serving has been off. Let us realize when our excellence has been off. Let us realize if our giving is ever off. Let us realize if the way we are handling people is off. Let us realize if it's off. So we check ourselves in Jesus' name. Come on, can you drop an amen right there? This is a mature prayer. That's a mature prayer. Because this, let me tell you what this means. Let me tell you what you just prayed. What you just prayed is that the Holy Ghost, look, look at me, he's going to snatch you up. And this is what he does. He snatches you up. What do you mean, snatch me up, Bishop? Um, you literally, you're going to say some things. And, he, and literally, when you say it, it's going to be a, you're going to feel like, oh, God, I, let me fix that. Watch me. Even if you felt right when you were doing wrong. Even if you felt right when you were doing wrong. You ready? Can I push this thing? Some of you. You've been calling people and inviting people over and going to sit with people and going to deal with people. You know you ain't got no business dealing with. The Holy Ghost, when you start typing the text, 
What are you doing? What are you doing? When you make the phone call, what are you doing? If you don't hang this phone up, it's quiet in here. When you want to talk crazy to your spouse because you really feel like they need a good going off on, the Holy Ghost is the, I'm going to shut your mouth. Shut up and go in that kitchen. Shut up and sit down. He's a trainer. He's a trainer. That's what you just prayed. 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 When you type out an email and you say, I'm going to let them know, and I'm going to, the Holy Ghost will say, if you don't delete all of this, I'm going to break your computer. Delete this. Shut up and delete this. That's a mature prayer. That's a mature prayer. Someone says, sir, this has happened to me today. That's a mature prayer. Listen, but if you judge you, but if you judge you, he will not have to do it. He will not have to do it. Look at me. Don't be mad at people. We're about to move on. Don't be mad at people. Somebody say, go in timeout. Don't be mad at people who you like. They don't never go through nothing. Look at me. That's because, look at me, look at me. They go through something, but let me tell you why you never see it. You never see it because they know how to check themselves. You never see it because they know how to discipline themselves. Let's pray Bible. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but he's given it a spirit of power. He has given us a, a, a spirit of sound mind and love. Sound mind means discipline. It means God has given us the ability to discipline ourselves. That's 2 Timothy 1 and 7, which means I can check me. And when I check me, this is, don't, don't be mad that she don't never go through nothing. You just don't see it because she checks herself. He looked like he always good. He don't never go through that. He always strong. You don't see it because that person checks themselves. So God never lets you see them broke down. God never lets you see them woe out. He never lets you see them. It's like some of them telling the story of Rose Royce. They had a Rose. I mean, they had a Rose. Um, something was going on with their Rose. And, they, and, they, and the person said, well, I'll just bring it up there. And, and, or just have it towed up to the dealership. They said, oh, no, 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 no. You don't do that. They said, no, 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 we're going to send a flatbed truck to come pick the Rolls Royce up. And said, why, why would you do that? They said, well, because one, we never want us, we never want people to see our vehicles broken down. So even when they picked it up, they covered it so nobody could see that it was in a down state being taken to the dealership. And when you begin to check yourself and correct yourself, 1 Corinthians 11 and 31, what will happen? God says, I'm, gonna I'm not going to let them see. They won't know that you were suicidal. Come on, prayer. They won't know that you felt like giving up. They won't know that you felt like you weren't good enough. They'll never know. Come on, I need you to type that in the comments. They'll never know. They'll never see it. There are some people you look at, they're so strong, they're so strong. God just doesn't let you see it because they check themselves. He covers what checks itself. Good God Almighty. Good God Almighty. All right, so let me give you a revelation. In Joel chapter 2, God says, I will restore to you the years that these four locusts sow, this great army that I sent amongst you um, as a result of you not checking yourself. Now, listen very carefully. If we were to jaywalk over to Matthew chapter 3, verse number 4, I want you to see something because this is deep. This is good. This is good. Um, this is talking about John, Matthew 3 and 4. John's clothes were woven from coarse camel hair, and he wore a leather belt around his waist. For the food he ate were locusts and wild honey. Why is this significant? Because when God, you ready? When God restores.
restores to you, and you're in a jubilee year, a year of restoration, when God restores to you the years that those four locusts, the time that those four locusts, the energy, the money, the resources that those four locusts have extracted from you, when God restores that to you, watch what John does. John was eating them. John was eating them, which means the thing that was stealing, I'll use that as my energy. The thing that was causing uh, a depletion, that becomes my energy. In other words, watch me. Here's a revelation. Here's a revelation. I now feast off of my previous mistakes. Talk, Mister. I now feast off of my previous issues. What if I told you God was going to use every stupid, dumb thing you've ever done, and he's going to use that as fuel for you? Father, in Jesus' name, we pray that every stupid, dumb, crazy, ridiculous thing that we've done, that you would use it as fuel for us. In Jesus' name, John was eating the locusts. John was eating the locusts. John was eating the locusts. And Joel, they were swarming and overwhelming and hopping and cutting. But in Matthew, John is eating them. I pray, God, that we'd be in Matthew 3 and 4. Notice what he's eating, y'all. Can I give you deep revelation? Deep revelation. He's eating the locusts and honey. Why? Is, what's the significance of honey? God told them, here's the promise. It will be a land that flows with milk. Y'all better finish this in the comments. Milk and Finish it in the comments, honey, which means what do we see in Matthew chapter three? We see the fulfillment of promises. And I pray that you are in a year of the fulfillment of promises. What promises, Bishop? Any promise we find in the word of God that pertains to anything he said we could have, 2023, this will be the year where it is fulfilled. Come on. This will be the year of fulfilled promises in Jesus' name. So let me give you some revelation. Can I take you further, prayer? Let me take you further, prayer. Um, so today, while I was driving in, and a pastor Flowers, who was on here just a second, I don't know if she's still on here. Um, she was, uh, I was going to the event, and I remember when Kamala Harris, and this is not a political statement, so stay out of my comments with politics, uh, okay? That's not the point of the statement. Um, full disclosure, I'm not a Democrat, nor am I a Republican. I'm an independent, right? But just let's stay focused. Um, in that, uh, Kamala Harris, when she came to Denver over a year and a half ago, maybe a year and a half ago, she was, or no, I guess that'd be two years, right? Something like that. She was running for president, however long ago that was. She was running for president. And so when she came, she was Senator Harris. And so I was invited to come and uh, and hear her out and hear her deal and uh, decide whether or not I would offer my endorsement. And so went to the event. It was a high school right here in North Denver. It was hot. Can you type hot in the comments? That's how hot it was. It was so hot, everybody said it was hot. I mean, it was hot, 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 right? It was super hot. It was hot, like it was sweating hot. Uh, a lot of the DPS schools do not have air i don't understand that but um but i'm going to talk to our dps person about that but listen who is running uh again for his seat i'm gonna talk to him because we got to get these schools with some air listen it's the 21st century how you got a school with no air right so it was hot so we're in there and you know it was it was relatively you know we went in she did her deal she's running for president the whole nine boom 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 we made it happen um that was then y'all better hear me uh, uh, right, somebody says no air but money. I know that's what we're going to talk about. So um, she has some security because she was a presidential contender. There was some security. 
but by and large, it was a relatively, you know, relatively, you know, touchy feely type of an event. What have you? It was hot. So I was like, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go. Girl, I'm praying for you. I'm ready to go. Um, listen to this, because this is what this year is going to be for you. I want you to type this word: reintroduction. Reintroduction. We're introduced. Come on, come on, come on. Um, I was. Let me just say this. I was introduced to her. Stay with me, y'all. I was introduced to her as Senator Harris. Senator Harris, running for president. Fast forward two years. Today, when I'm invited to this event, they said, Bishop, you're going to be in Denver on Monday. I said, I will be in Denver on Monday. I'll be in Atlanta the uh, latter part of the week because I don't miss church. I've been in Denver through Wednesday for church. And then I'll be in Atlanta. And uh, they said, okay, great. Well, we want you to get this deal. And so I, I get the invitation to the deal. And, you know, it's it's the White House, right? So it's the White House. So you got to fill out this information and they got to, you know, vet you through this list and run you through the secret service database and all this kind of stuff. So you got to give them all this information. There's a lot of information. There's the White House. Um, and then I said, so where are we going to be? They don't tell us. Look at me, y'all. I'm trying to explain to you your 2023. They literally last night at 10 o'clock, I did not know the time. I did not know the location. Listen to me, y'all. Because when you get an invitation from the White House, um, they don't tell you all of those details in advance for security purposes, right? So I get the invitation, very official. This is the White House, this is, you know, all that. So I don't, I, as of 10 o'clock last night, I'm like, where am I supposed to go? I don't know. Um, uh, maybe 11, and 11, 11.30, something like that, almost midnight, I get an email and, uh, you know, with the White House, all that stuff, and here's your information. Uh, you will be here, this is where it will be, this is when you need to get here, this is all that. It didn't give me the information, until a few hours before. Please listen to me because I'm trying to explain your 2023. I was introduced to her as Senator Harris. I walked in, did what we did, boom, 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 a couple years ago. Today, I had to go through all of these steps, go through all of these security protocol. Then when we get there, I get there, there's there's a line to get in, and I immediately be like, I don't do lines, it's against my religion. <laughs> and so I began reaching this, you know, political people and all that other like look get me out this line but i was it was it was amazing because i i, I saw a pastor and i saw this pastor and i talked and there was just a click and she began to talk and the script i mean i was just like oh my god i said if, i literally told her, i said if, no, if nothing else comes out of the day i said this was divine this was divine type this on the screen divine connections i'm going somewhere with this prayer don't leave me i'm going somewhere with this type divine connection divine connections um, divine connections, right? And so, um, so we're talking, we're talking, we're talking, we get in. I mean, they, the Secret Service is on it. I mean, they got everybody, the sheriff, the police, the, the uh, uh, look, the school safety patrol was there. I mean, <laughs> they got Secret Service. I mean, they, I mean, it's, it's a whole thing. They going through people's, and they need to, right? They need to. And I thought back, y'all better hear me. I'm, tell, I'm trying to tell you 2023. I thought back to two years ago or so when I met her as Senator Harris, but I was reintroduced to her. Y'all better talk to me today. Today was my reintroduction as Vice President Harris. What are you trying to say? For some of you, they met you during your process, but in 2023, they're going to be reintroduced to you in your promise. Talk to me today. For many people, they were introduced to you when you were in your valley. But in 2023, 
they're about to be reintroduced to you on the mountain. When we're introduced to a land flowing with milk and honey, the children of Israel are on their way there. But when we're reintroduced to it in Matthew chapter 3, John is there. John is there. Until now, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence and the violent take it out for us. John is eating the locust and the honey. And Joel chapter 2, when we're introduced to the locusts, the locusts were devouring. In Matthew 3, when we're reintroduced to the locusts, we're devouring the locusts. Father, we declare that we are experiencing a reintroduction this year. That wherever people met us and wherever they saw us, God, we declare that there's a reintroduction that's happening. We met David in the field, but then we saw him, a man after God's own heart, on the throne. We met Saul as an insecure young man, but we're reintroducing him as the first king of Israel. We met Rahab as the town of uh, Madam that led the whorehouse, but we're reintroduced to her in the genealogy of Jesus Christ. We're reintroduced to her as the woman that made sure Joshua took down Jericho. We are introduced to Gideon as a scared warrior that wasn't able to fight, but we're reintroduced to him as a mighty judge of Israel. We are introduced to Jesus as a baby, but we are reintroduced to him as the conquering king. I pray that this 2023 be a year of reintroduction for us. Wherever they met us, that was the lowest they'll ever see us. Because in 2023, we will be walking in the promise. They met us in process. They'll see us in promise. I need you to speak this over your name, reintroduction. Reintroduction. They met you when you were struggling. Now they're going to be reintroduced to you as the one that controls the bag. They met you when you were stressed out. They're about to be reintroduced. This is, this is more than prayer tonight. This is a prophetic hour. This is prophecy, prayer, and preaching. There's going to be a reintroduction. They met you as fearful. They're about to be reintroduced to you as fearless. They met you one way. They're about to be reintroduced to you another way. In Jesus' name. Come on. Put a praise in the comments wherever you're at. Wherever you're at. This is prayer tonight, y'all. This is prayer tonight. This is prayer tonight. It's about to be a reintroduction. It's about to be a reintroduction. God says in Joel, Joel chapter 2, I'll restore to you what those locusts stole. We see that restoration in Matthew 3. Because the next time we see locusts, John is popping them like popcorn. We're introduced to the locusts taken and devouring. We're reintroduced devouring the locusts. I'm going to say it two more times for those of you that are in the back that didn't hear me because the mic didn't get back there. We are introduced to the locusts with the locusts devouring we are reintroduced to the locust, devouring the locust. My God, whatever was stressing you out, wearing you at, that wearing you out, we were introduced to you that way. We're about to be reintroduced to you. Allow me to reintroduce myself. Now, y'all know this is going to be a whole message, right? Allow me to reintroduce myself. Can you type that in the comments? Allow me to reintroduce myself. For some of you, your family is about to be reintroduced to you because the you that they met was passive, weak, woe down, and always needed a cosigner. 
The you they're about to be reintroduced to is the Joseph. The you they're about to be reintroduced to is the seven-figure earner. The you they're about to reintroduce to is a whole nother you up in there. In Jesus' name. In, G uh -oh, in Jesus' name. Allow me to reintroduce myself. Allow me to reintroduce myself. Allow me to reintroduce myself. Guys, we've got seven minutes left. One more thing that I want to cover in prayer. Do me a favor. Like this video. Tell me where you're watching from and share it. If you have not shared, I need you to share. When you share, people get saved. All right. So listen to this. Yesterday's message, which was absolutely... Listen to me. I listen. I I literally. I don't care what no other preacher, pastors praying, doing, or saying. I don't care nothing about that. I don't even. Outside of my own pastor, I don't even pay attention to what other pastors do. I only do that because that's my man of God. Other than that, I don't care what other pastors or churches do. I, I just don't care. Uh, I stay in my lane. Let that be revelation for some of you. The reason that you're dissatisfied with what you have and what you do is because you're up in everybody else's lane. If if you stay in your lane, there's no traffic there. I pray God give you the grace to stay in your lane. Peter didn't try to get in Paul's lane. Paul didn't try to get in Peter's lane. And in Acts 16, literally in Bithynia, that was Peter's territory. So God forbid Paul from going to Peter's territory because he said, you stay out of Peter. Just stay out of what Peter's doing. That ain't got nothing to do with you. Stay out of that. And for some of you, you'd be satisfied. Um, you, you'd feel good. You'd be fulfilled with what you do if you learn how to stay out of your own lane. You look at what everybody else is doing and, and you just, just stay in your lane. So I don't do that. I literally pray and say, God, what do you want me to say to the people that I lead? Because I am a shepherd. I am responsible for the people who I speak to, for the people that I preach to, for the people that I lead. I am responsible for them and responsible for what I teach them. And so um, literally we have been in um, this series that we just started this month called Meta. And we talked about how March was going to be and is, is your meta month. And I gave you the definitions of meta. Yesterday's message was that every delay was to your benefit. And I want to encourage you, if you don't have the Harvest app, get it. How do you get it? Text the word HARVEST to 55498. On the Instagram pages, can I get a couple of you to just type that in there so that I can pin that? Text the word HARVEST to 55498. Text the word HARVEST to 55498. There you go. All right. Um... In that, um, one of the things um, that we talked about in yesterday's message um, was about how God routed the children of Israel to the Red Sea. In fact, the Bible says he took them a roundabout way and he didn't take them down the main road. For many of you, that represents your story is that God did not take you down. Thank you all. God did not take you down the main road. He took you a roundabout way. How many of you can be honest? Wave them in the comments that there's areas of your life. You're like, God, this is taking forever. This is taking forever. Like, this is taking forever. Wave at me. My hand's up first. In fact, my hand's up. My, my feet are up. My elbows are up. My chin is up. My ears are up. My nose is up. My eyebrows are up. Like, how many of you like, God, what? Is, what? Come on now. Like, it ain't even come on now. It's like, come on now. Listen, uh, the Bible says he routed them to the Red Sea. And it was the roundabout way because um, he said, if they're faced with the battle, they're going to have to go through Philistine territory. And if they're faced with the battle, they might change their minds. And they might want to return to Egypt. So the Lord routed them to the Red Sea. 
Um, and he routed them through the wilderness. There's the line we're going to pray over to the Red Sea. What does wilderness represent? It represents tests. Our God is a God who likes tests. He likes tests because before he trusts, he tests. That's a word for somebody. Before he tests, he trusts. Before he trusts, he tests. That's a word for some of y'all. You trust people and you haven't tested yet. It hasn't been tested, so you can't trust it. They haven't been given an opportunity to be inconsistent with you, so you don't know that they're consistent. This is a word for somebody. They haven't been given an opportunity um, to betray you, so you don't know that they won't betray you. You cannot trust what you cannot test. God loves testing. Here's what I want to pray. I want to pray for every test that you're in. Wait with me right now in the comments. And then we got to wrap up because we got three minutes. If you feel like, if you feel like, if you feel like there's some areas right now where you're in a test. Wait with me right now. Test. What's the test? Pressure. What, what's the test? Um, it is literally where you are presented with something where you have to solve. Listen, and the teacher can't talk. On every test, the teacher cannot talk. If the teacher talks, you, look at me, you are disqualified from the test. And so for some of you, you're like, God, I don't know what to do about this specific thing. That's how you know you're in a test. Or, God, this thing has come up again. This isn't the first time. Why is this coming up again? That's a test. The first time was study. The second time was a test. The third time is you fail the second time. Fourth time means you fail the third time. You ready? I want to pray for every test that you're in because I need you to pass these tests. I need you to pass these tests. The Bible says that the Lord routed them the long way through the wilderness to the Red Sea. Wilderness means tests. Wilderness, the number of wilderness is 40. Biblical number for testing. Biblical number for wilderness. Father, I pray for every person in the test right now. And I pray right now, God, that we would pass these tests. I pray, God, that we would slow down down in our minds, slow down in our thinking so that we properly process and we pass the test. Don't let us be so slow that you got to restart the Scantron, restart the test. We know God, but I pray that we aren't, here it is, thank you God, on autopilot. Don't let us go to autopilot. Don't let us go to autopilot where we do and respond the way that we always normally respond. But I pray, God, that there would be an interruption to our default, an interruption to our autopilot, so that we would respond correctly and we would pass every test in Jesus' name. Drop an amen right there. Guys, it's 7.59. We got to go. Last two things I want to do. If, if Number one, if you don't have our app, get our app. Text Harvest to 55498 to get our app. Best way to stay connected to Harvest. I'm going to do a pop-up um, sometime tomorrow. So just make sure you stay connected on all the social medias. Make sure you have our app. And again, you get all that. Text Harvest to 55498 uh, for that pop-up tomorrow. I'm going to give you a little teaser of Therapy Tuesday tomorrow. It's going to be good. Um, because what do you do when those wildernesses have begun to weary you? All right? So we're going to talk about um, some of that tomorrow in Therapy Tuesday. So that's tomorrow. But in addition to that, um, I want to encourage you, Wednesday Night Live Bible Study is going to be amazing. The word is called uh, dealing with delays. So if every delay is to your benefit, that's great. That's good to know, but how do I deal with it? That's Wednesday Night Live. That's 7 o'clock Mountain, 9 o'clock Eastern. 
in Denver at 3590 Grape Street, and of course, everywhere um, on all of our online platforms. Last two things I want to do tonight. Um, if you want to sow into prayer, bless what blesses you. How do you do that? It's eight o'clock. We're going to wrap up. Um, you can sow into prayer. What's our seed tonight? I want to tie our seed tonight. I want to tie our seed tonight. And then I'm going to go back to this. Our seed tonight is $28 for numbers 14 and 28. God says, I will do to you exactly as I heard you say. I will do to you exactly as I heard you say. And we said a lot of things tonight. What do we say? Restoration. What do we say? Celebration. What do we say? Emancipation. What do we say? Reintroduction. Um, several things that we said tonight, that we check ourselves, that we be open, right? All these things that we said. I want that to be sealed. So our seat tonight is $28. Um, you say, Bishop, I want to do 280. Do 280. Bishop, I want to do 82. Do 82. Whatever you sow, put those two numbers in it. You say, Bishop, I don't have 20. Get as close as you can, but everybody sow. Everybody sow. Always bless what blesses you. You know when you're with me, you're going to get blessed. You know with me, you're going to get word. You know with me, you're going to get Bible. So you can sow that. How do you do that? Use the cash app dollar sign, Bishop, form with the number two at the end. PayPal, Venmo, Zelle, Givelify, all that's available. You can use the email hello at harvestchurch.church. You can use text to give, text him out to 84321, tap the link into Harvest Search when you see the Harvest, it's way up there, that's where you want to be. Last thing I want to do, if you ain't saved, if you if you ain't saved, if you're not a Christian, or you need to recommit yourself to the Lord, or you need to be sure wherever you're at, on the count of three, and on Instagram, y'all can use the badges to so too. If you need to give your life to the Lord, recommit yourself to the Lord, or be sure wherever you're at on any platform, I'm going to count to three. When I count to three, you're going to just do one of two things. You're going to do that hand with emoji. You're going to say it's me. Don't miss your moment. God came to get you on a Monday night in prayer. Do not miss your moment. When I count to three, you respond. One, two, three. If that's you, you respond. And you respond right now. You become a Christian. Recommit yourself to the Lord. Or be sure. One, two, three. You respond and you respond right now. Every platform. Do that hand with emoji or say it's me. No guilt, no condemnation, no shame. God ain't mad at you. He's not trying to beat you up. He's not trying to beat you down. He loves you and he loves you to life. I see you. They're already responding over here on IG. Wherever you're at, I see you. I got you. They're responding wherever you're at. Seriously, guys, you're like, I'll do it next time. Tomorrow's not promised. Right now is your moment. This is your moment. God loves you enough. He came to get you on social media on a Monday night. This ain't even church. This is prayer. This is prayer tonight. But if God came to get you tonight, I need you to respond. They're responding. Do that hand with emoji and say it to me. I'm going to count down from five and I need everybody to respond by then. I hear somebody saying, well, Bishop, I don't really want to do all of that. I'm shy. I'm shy. I rebuke your shy. Jesus said, if you deny him in front of people, he'll deny you. And I don't know about you. I do not want to be at the front and be like, Jesus, Jesus, what up, Jesus, Jesus, oh my God, Jesus, Jesus, I love you, baby. Like, who's that? I do not know who that is. I do not know who that is. If that's you, you respond because there's no guilt, there's no condemnation, there's no sin. Five, four, three. You respond. Do that hand with emoji. Say it to me. Two, one. Shout out to the 10 of you that have sewn over here. Instagram gives me a little note. There's at least two more of you that are supposed to respond. I see you. I got you, Chanel. I got you. There's at least two more that are supposed to respond. Who are you? God held me up to get you. There are two more of you that are supposed to respond. Where are you at? I see you. That's one. There's at least one more. There's at least one more. Where are you at? Where are you at? God's coming to get you tonight. You mean that much to him. I stopped this whole count for you. Who are you? There's one more. Boom. I got you. I got you. There's at least that one more. Everybody pray this for me. You can keep responding, but everybody pray this for me because it's 804. We got to go. Everybody pray this for me. Say, Father, I confess my sin before you. I confess that you are my Lord and my Savior. 
Give me the grace to be a faithful Christian from this day forward. If I fall, give me the grace to get right back up again. This is my year of Jubilee, and it starts with things being right with you. You are my Lord, and you are my Savior from this day forward. Today, come on, everybody say with me, is the beginning of the rest of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Listen, guys, if you just prayed that prayer, here's what the Bible says. You saved now. What am I saved from, Bishop? You? What are you saved from? Hell? What are you saved from? Doing life on your own. Allow me to walk you through. What do you do next? Can you text the word HARVEST to 55498? It's on the screen. It's, it's pinned on the pages on Instagram. And when you do that, you're going to enter the number for salvation. Let us know you just got saved. And I want to put a message in your hand called what next? You prayed this prayer or you recommitted yourself to the Lord. What do you do next? Somebody says, how many times do you get saved? Well, well it's very simple. There's salvation. There's recommitment. And then sometimes people are not sure. Sometimes people just fall away. Why do people often fall away? Because they don't lock into their shepherd. She know the voice of their shepherd. God gives you an earthly shepherd. Scripture says that it pleased the Lord to set a man over the congregation. Jeremiah 3.15. And I give you shepherds after my own heart. Many people fall away because they don't lock into their shepherd. And so when you don't lock into your shepherd, then you wander. You do all kinds of crazy things. So that's why for some of you, you're saved, but you need a shepherd. And you know I'm that shepherd for you. You don't have to live in Denver. You don't have to live in Atlanta. You can live anywhere across America, around the world, and be a part of the Harvest family. You can text Harvest to the 55498 to do that. All right? I love you guys. I'll see you tomorrow on, on the socials. Um, make sure you have our app, Text Harvest at 55498. Last thing, again, get your seed in the ground. 28 is our seed. Um, 28 is our seed. And you're going to call that seed this, your reintroduction seed. That word hit me real good today. That thing hit me real good because you keep seeing God do these reintroductions, right? Um, when they killed Jesus, you saw him as the suffering savior. And you thought that was over. And three days later, he reintroduced himself as invincible. Huh? There's a reintroduction happening this year. That thing is good to me. Get your seat in the ground. Love you guys. Have an amazing night. Shalom. Love you all over there. Love you all over there. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over prohibited by law, 18 plus, terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.